And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is the first one of the new year. I'm Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk. Man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to be back in the lab 2022. Uh, let's go. Uh, we got the Omicron variant just f- as fluent as anything that's it's ever been. I'm excited, Sleep. I'm glad to be back in the lab with you. Oh, yeah. Me too, dude. You know, how many times so far have you written 21 at the end of a date and just been real pissed about it because this shit happens every year for about, I don't know, about two months before you figure out what year it is, especially as fast as they're going these days. Yeah, we got a lot to get into. So we skipped last week because it was Christmas. And what, what a better excuse to be lazy than to, uh, you know, the holidays. Still coming out of a coma, food coma here. I don't know how about game about 15 pounds uh unc football dumpster fire sam howell's gone forgot it. we were just talking pregame uh-huh. notes here we can chat about that uh we got a lot of un-unc related stuff here which i uh-huh. think is going to be a theme for 22 however we wouldn't be the sleep hog worldwide podcast if we didn't start there uh-huh. and we just came off of just rattling of boston college uh-huh. at boston college big game for us are we two and oh we're two and on the ACC. We are undefeated in the ACC. Undefeated and um, <laughs> both road wins. So that was good. Um, also, after the game, I wanted to play the '96 Bulls. They looked amazing. UNC. I think this is one of our best road games. And obviously, I think BC took a 21-day layoff because of COVID. I don't know what was going on. Some of their players had masks on. Uh, I'm not an anti-masker, but um, I'm not a scientist or um, you know somebody that deals or with learned uh, doctor. Yeah, I, listen. There's no PhD behind my. Uh, in front of my name, and I will tell you, I'm not sure the mask does a lot when you're playing that much contact in a basketball game. But, hey, everyday life, nah, maybe it helps. Uh, but, you know, we'll look at this. I thought it was a great game, 17 assists for the team, nine turnovers, good assist ratio. And then we shot 52.5% from the floor. That's amazing. We had some guys in double digits. We had Armando with 18 points, 11 rebounds. R.J. Davis, 17 points, three assists. Caleb, 22. Manic and uh, Brady Manic with 17 points. I thought it was amazing. I'd love to see the, uh, you know, everybody on the team get some points, especially in the double digits. You know, it's it's a good win, and I think it was it wasn't a must win, but this team needed. I mean, we need wins, and we need wins against quality opponents. And in my opinion, if you ask me, anytime you get a, a win in the ACC on the road, it's a quality win. I don't care how bad you play, how good you play. If you win, that's the goal, and we did it. Uh, I'm excited for him, and uh, hopefully we keep working. But it looks like we're heading in the right direction. I would say Armando is really playing well. Um, little stat, he is tied for third in the country for the most double doubles of anybody in college right now. So I like what he's doing. Consistency, also getting a lot of rebounds. I think he's very capable of being a, you know, block shot guy as well, but a rebounder and a double digit scorer. Uh, I think that's going to be important for this team. But the one thing I will say I'd like us to touch up on is assist. We are tied for 95th in the country in assist. 
And I think we need to improve that. Obviously, that's chemistry. Um, and we talked about chemistry is going to be key for this team. But I will say, you know, we're getting here in the middle part of the season. We should start being developing. We should have our chemistry developed, and guys should know how to share the ball and work together. But I like the direction we're heading. I mean, that's just being picky. I really like what the guys are doing, what they did in Boston College. Sleep, what do you think? Didn't see a single dribble of it, be 100% honest with you. Uh, not sure why. Something was going on, man, or I was running all over the place. Uh, but it's what we in the business call a shellacking. That's what we put on them, dude. I mean, just a beat down. Got 49 in the first half, 42 in the second. Somehow we got outscored by three points in the second half and still won by almost 30. What happened to Dawson Garcia? Did he get hurt? I see here two minutes in the box score. Yeah, I think he had – I'm not sure if it is classified as a concussion, but I Ooh. think he did get a head injury. I hope he comes back. Concussions are serious, so it could have been – out of an abundance of caution type of thing. But um, I have no information on him, but obviously he's a hell of a player, and we hope he's back ASAP, uh, not only because he's a good part of the team, but also for him personally so he can be a good person and you know think clear. Yeah, <laughs> thinking clear will help. But hey, here's what I'm looking at, guys. Uh, you know the stat I'm going to here in the box score. It looks like Manic got the, the lion's share of the time when Garcia was out. Of – the four starters and Manic, who essentially was thrust into the starter, 15 of 15 from the line. I mean, dude, when we're shooting free throws like this, I know people like don't give a shit about free throws, but our good teams make free throws. And this wasn't didn't decide the game, anything like that. But you start missing some of those free throws down the stretch. Things start happening. The momentum starts swaying. We look great from the floor. We look great from three. We look great from the line. We look great. Everywhere. I mean, dude, it, it, what an all-around game. I can just tell by looking at the box score, even though I haven't seen a highlight, I didn't see a dribble. Uh, I'm ashamed to admit um, that I didn't watch the game, but it wasn't by choice. It never is. Um, just the way life comes at you sometimes around the holidays. But, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me, 2-0 in the conference, you know, conference wins are, you know, take them how you can get them. Preseason, we're ranked third. We, we certainly have looked like we could win the conference, and we certainly look like we could not make the tournament from time to time. But our three losses are against good teams. So, yeah. hey, man, look, from where we've been to where we're at, you got to be pretty satisfied with what you're seeing. Got balanced scoring. You got good minutes across the board. You got some of these guys down the lineup a little bit getting some – Really, these games, I think, are really important because, you know, our really, really good teams would blow people out and get some of those guys down the roster important minutes or at least substantive minutes, right? So I'm looking here at the bottom half of the lineup and you got Dunn, Styles, Harris, Walton, those guys getting all over 10 minutes, right? Like that's important so those guys can, you know, get in a little bit of rhythm, score some points, you know, put some stats on there to, to, to sort of like from Kerwin's standpoint, maybe get in a rhythm. And from some of these other guys' standpoint, you know, figure out what it's like to play an ACC road game. So, I mean, dude, I think it's it's great from from all angles and there isn't really much, uh, much bad to say about it. We've got Notre Dame tomorrow. No, I think you bring up a great point. We got to get this bench involved a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Davis likes to keep it a little tight. Um, but, you know, as soon as we can get these freshmen, um, Don Trez, uh, you know, and, and Dunn in there, you know, I really like that. They've got to develop at some point. But, um, no, I mean, it was a great dub, great victory, and I'm looking forward to Notre Dame. I actually think Boston College beat Notre Dame. So uh, after watching Boston College play us – that uh, yeah, that's, that spread was eight. 
going in the game. I mean, yeah. like, dude, that's, you know, apparently they're not supposed to be that bad, but we, we must have made them look bad. Mm-hmm. You know what else looked bad? We just hop right out of UNC and get right into it. Because, buddy, this is low-hanging fruit for podcasters around around the, the blog sphere or whatever. Uh, that didn't make any sense. But Antonio Brown, dude, this guy on one hand is is a lunatic. And on the other hand, I think what isn't talked about enough is how much that guy lived out a lot of people's dreams. He got pissed and was just like, I quit, and I quit in the most theatrical way possible. For the record, I think Antonio Brown is an asshole. But also for the record, I think there is something fundamentally wrong with Antonio Brown's brain cells. So I don't you know, place it all on him. But, dude, guy quits mid-game, takes his pads off, takes his shirt off, and does like jumping jacks across the end zone in New York at the Jet Stadium and everybody's just, dude, Hobson and Uber. This story is just crazy on so many levels. I'm curious to know what you think about this dude just fucking losing it in front of everybody. Well, I have conflicting uh, opinions on this. And <laughs> usually I would joke about this and be real funny, but sleep, I, I agree. I mean, it's, I mean, what is, what's going on? And, you know, the average fan will look at it and they'll be like, man, what in the hell? But like to me as an athlete and professional athlete, there's a part of me that says, hey, this is selfish. Um, Look, you're playing with the greatest football player of all time and you guys are a contender. It it isn't about you. And you also, you just walked away from a million dollars worth of incentives Mm -hmm. and you have a family. Like that is selfish, not only to your basketball or your football career, but also to your family. And, you know, to me, I kind of, I have a lot of empathy, kind of like what Tom Brady yeah. said after the game. I, I feel bad for Antonio because clearly to me, I'm not a, you know, obviously there's no PhD before my name, but, you know, there could be some mental health issues at work. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but, it, you know, with all the stuff we're figuring out about concussions, CTE, and you look at the hit that he had against Cincinnati where he absolutely got laid out years ago, some people have claimed that he's never been the same since. So when I, you know, kind of add all those dynamics together, you know, I, I worry about him. And I don't want this to be a situation where, you know, years on down, you know, we're finding something, you know, we're finding something devastating out. But uh, with a lot of football players – but, you know, I would it, – it's funny. I mean, the way he did it was comical and, you know, very immature. But, you know, I feel bad for him. I really do. And it's kind of a sad situation because there's tons of people that would kill to be in that position that don't have his talent. I've listened to his former teammates talk about the way he works. Apparently, he's one of the hardest workers mm-hmm. um, there is. And, you know, selfishly, as a football fan, I really like the NFL – we don't get to watch one of the best receivers of all time mm-hmm. play. And to me, you know, I, I would love to see him play. And I wish he had the mindset to go out there and do the right things. And I wish he would stay in the game so we could watch him evolve. But, you know, through the years, everything he's been through, you know, he's he's probably not going to ever play again. Yeah, I think he's done. And I think you're exactly right. Like, he's easy to pile on. I mean, he went full-on Kanye West in front of God and everybody. But it's scary. Like, if you really sit back and think about it, like, it, it's, it is evidence of, like, the darker side here, which is something is clearly not right with him. And, you know, you can only hope that 
you know, it's something solvable, but you, you know, you've been around long enough to know it probably isn't right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's probably going to get worse from here. And, um, you know, it really is sad. It's funny. Like you like to joke about it. Cause I mean, God, it was just insane. Right. It's hard to believe, but you know, the guy you're right, man, he's so talented. And you know, what's really interesting to me is remember when, um, I don't even watch a ton of football, but remember when the Steelers like let him go, Mm-hmm. Like he was doing all that weird stuff in the locker room and Tomlin like basically and everybody was like, dude, Tomlin's nuts. This dude was at the prime of his yeah. career and they let him go. And then he went to Oakland and he had that issue about the helmet. And then he went to New York or New uh New He England. froze his feet off in Oakland. Yeah, you know, that dude, was weird. Just a bunch of weird stuff, but you kind of come full circle and realize like Tomlin must have known something all along, right? And we'll yeah. get into Big Ben here later. But you know, it's it's sad. I do I, you know. I do think, you know, I said a minute ago that I thought he was an asshole and and I always liked him, right? Like I always liked Antonio Brown and then he started getting in this like sort of level of arrogance that that really threw me off. But, you know, I don't know, man. It was just uh you don't you almost hope that he's that he really is an asshole because at least that means that he's okay. Uh, but you know the eye test means that he you know, suggests, of course, that he's not. So he ain't playing anywhere else. There's nowhere else this dude's going. He'll be fighting uh, uh, Logan Paul in the next within 12 months, guaranteed. Well, he was at the Brooklyn Nets game the next night, and <laughs> you know when I pulled up on Instagram and I saw him waiting for an Uber outside the. Outside the stadium oh, and with wild. his, you know, his bags packed. And, you know, I'm just like, man, he's probably laughing about this. But, you know, in reality, you know, reality is going to set in and it's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. And I think, um, yeah, this is a sad situation for me. Yeah, no way he's going anywhere, uh, anywhere else. You just can't see anybody, anybody signing this guy. So, yeah, I mean, not even a playoff contender, nobody. The weird part was is, though, they said – like, Arian said that he wasn't on the team. And the, as of we're, – we're recording here on a Tuesday afternoon. And as of right now, as about, you know, a couple hours ago, they still hadn't cut him. So that's also <laughs> weird. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned it, man. He was, like, 50 yards shy of, 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 like, 300 grand, like a touchdown or two shy of another 300 grand, and then maybe a yards or a, or a catches – uh-huh. Thing shy of another three hundred grand, and then you go to the playoffs, and you probably win some, you know, earn more money, and you win a Super Bowl probably because you got Tom Brady as your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make more money, and dude, you know, I mean, Antonio Brown's probably thirty, something like that. I, mean, I think dude, he's an older receiver, and also um, Bruce Arians did a good job, you know, letting him go uh, immediately. But you know, I think the thing is to me is I think. You know, there was a lot at play. I think he got upset on the sidelines and said something to Tom Brady. And apparently, from what I've heard from other um, sports news uh, talk shows, is, is you don't mess with Tom Brady during a game because he can be very explosive. And I think they had an exchange, and then Tom was like, man, get out of here, or something like that. And Antonio just was like, you know, I'm out, and just, you know, put on that display. But, man, it is – it is hilarious. And also a lot of people <laughs> on uh, Instagram were talking about, oh, everyone became a CTE expert and a mm-hmm. mental health. Listen, people, like, hey, you don't need to be an expert Mm-mm. to realize there's some stuff going at play. Listen, if you go to a bar and you see that person just getting knockout hammered every single time, 
we don't need to be next or be like, hey, man, that guy might have a, a drinking problem. Yeah, a just problem. like this guy's been having these meltdowns for years. And how do we just, as a society, just be like, no, 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 leave him alone. You can't do that. You're not an expert. Well, no, like this is like a, you know, our house is on fire. I mean, clearly it's on fire situation. Yeah. I don't need to be a firefighter. Tell me, hey, look, that house is on fire. Dude needs to capitalize right now and start a podcast. I'm telling you, man, that's his last hope. He's not going to get a TV job. He's going to be on reality TV or he'll be in a boxing ring fighting like, you know, some dipshit. Him and Frank Gore just having at it. In the, uh, which Frank Gore and dipshit. Sorry, man, if you heard that. Um, he did get work, but yeah, he needs he to come work, on. Buddy. He needs to come on here. Yeah. SHWW, hey, we welcome you. AB, you're welcome here, buddy. Uh, I'd love to. The only way you could get dumber is to show up on this show, buddy, um, than what you did <laughs> on, on Sunday, man. I'm sorry, oh. but I tell you what. But uh, also, um, John Madden died uh, over the break a couple days ago, and I feel like you told me one time you didn't watch cartoons because you weren't allowed to watch cartoons. I never watched cartoons. Never watched them because you didn't want to. Didn't really like them. Uh, did you play video games? I figured that, that's where I was going with that. Because like, if you didn't watch cartoons, you I, probably... I never played Madden. Dude, all right. So this is a funny Madden story. So I played Madden like any other kid, I guess, except you know Tyler. <laughs> when uh, I was a kid, I wasn't ever good at it. You know, I didn't, it, 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 this whole gaming, e-sports e thing kind of came after me. But long about two or three years ago, I was like, dude, I'm going to get PlayStation. I'm going to buy Madden. I'm going to play Madden when I'm bored. You know, I think it was during maybe the start of COVID. I got a PlayStation 4 and I bought whatever Madden was. Hell, AB might have been on the cover of it. It might have been Juju though. Anyway, I popped this thing in. I plug it in. It takes me two hours to figure out how to get online with it, right? Some kid is like 11 years old. I'm telling you, man, this kid beat me by 100 in like a Madden game. He's talking shit to me the whole time. It was demoralizing. I was like, dude, this mm -hmm. is, I'm so far past it, right? I don't understand. If, like, you want to know how hard football is? Like, play Madden. That shit now, dude, you got to you gotta literally understand how to read a defense to even play the video game. It's like there's there's two settings. There's either it's so easy that my dog could win <laughs> or it's so impossibly hard that Bill Belichick could start a season mode and go like 11 and 5 in Madden. I mean, it's just <laughs> nuts, dude. Anyway, uh, everybody knows who John Madden is. I always thought, you know, he was kind of like Dick Vitale with, with football, though. Some people didn't like him. And I always thought he was cool, man. And and it's really kind of neat to see, um, you know, I guess the way, you know, some of the people kind of think back about him. Because if you think about it, man, if you've watched football at all in our generation, like he's a very integral part of it, even mm -hmm. though we never saw him coach or, you know, maybe familiar with the game. But realistically, he was just a guy that was always around. I thought he was I thought he was great. No, I, I watched the uh, documentary on him. Um, I think it's all Madden or something like that. But no, I learned a lot. I actually didn't know a lot about Madden. I knew he uh, worked a lot of the um, the football games, and I remember his voice. But the more I learn uh, learn about this guy, you know, I loved him. I loved what he was about. I loved the bus and how he went through all the the small towns and really connected with the people. And it was really cool watching the documentary and seeing him go through these small towns, and then him like meeting the people, mingling with them. And then just learning this whole different life that he's not used to. Obviously, his whole life was caught up in football. But when he used to drive through these small towns, I remember watching the documentary. He said, man, I thought my job was important. You know, I, you know, play football on Sunday. He said, but do you know these dairy farmers out here? They've got to get up every single day and milk the, the cows. He's like, that's crazy. And it was just like watching that and watching him learn 
about a you know new way of life was just so amazing. And the way he went about things, just being so genuine, and also the turducken, just like oh, his yeah. like next year, I'm I'm getting a a Madden turducken <laughs> for sure, and uh, I can't wait to eat that thing. But definitely yeah, not going to happen. You know, I I just uh, I love I love the documentary. I love learning about this guy, and and I love my favorite story was a Brett Favre story about Uncle Rube. I didn't hear it. Uncle Rube had an enormous, enormous. Sack, uh huh, and uh, not like a football sack, but a human man sack. Yeah, I and think we got we gathered. Brett Favre, like Madden, apparently loved Favre, and he just loved that story. And <laughs> so he was working the game, and Favre had told him Uncle Rube's coming, and he he learned out about that, and then all of a sudden during the broadcast, there was a set. Reggie White gets a sack, <laughs> and he said. Oh, that's old Uncle Rube's sack right down the middle. <laughs> and I just started dying. I was wondering where you were going with that, man, because you're not the best storyteller, to be honest with you, but you really brought that one back for me, man. That's a great one. Is that on the documentary? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it on my phone. I'll show you that. I'll just see that one, man. Maybe we'll find that and put it on the on the Instagram. Yeah, that, that's that's hilarious. Man, he just seemed like everybody. You know, mm-hmm. he, was, he seemed super relatable. He's like, I guess he took that bus because he was afraid to fly, or at least that's what Maybe maybe that's urban legend, but um, you know. Anyway, it, it was dude Thanksgivings and stuff like that. It's interesting how celebrities like that uh, just sort of become part of your life in a weird way. You know, like I wasn't a John Madden fan. Like I wasn't a Raiders fan. I wasn't a. I didn't play the game like some of these other people are super religious about it. But like, you know, when somebody like that goes, you kind of feel sad because you're like, man, mm-hmm. this is a part that you kind of took maybe took for granted or what have you. Uh, uh, it just won't be around anymore. It'll make many like him. So, uh, you know, RIP. Mm-hmm. Also, RIP to Big Ben. We were talking about this before we came on, dude. Like, I watched the game last night, Ben Roethlisberger's last home game as a Steelers. Steelers fans are a different breed altogether. They're, they're weird, if you ask me. Um, beat the Browns at home. And then they had, like, this, dude – send off where like he's doing like victory laps and shit like uh, and before we came on i was telling tyler i was watching i was like dude i don't understand it and and i mean i like big ben but to me he's just he's just not that important man like Mm -hmm. i just hot take like don't think big ben is some guy that like you know i'm gonna be talking about like john madden you know 50 years from now I i don't know well i'll tell you this if he played for the redskins and he did what he did for pittsburgh for the Redskins, you'd be talking about it. And I will say this, you know, I, I'm not, you know, he deserves that. I mean, but he's never been, I like, you know, Big Ben. I like kind of, you know, he he was successful. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't like aesthetic, like, you know, the Tom Brady just sit back there and just throw a, a frozen rope right down the middle and just look smooth. Big Ben was, I mean, he, he like Pittsburgh is a grimy, blue collar city. I mean, it's not a, it's not a pretty city. Nobody goes to vacation in Pittsburgh, and that's like Roethlisberger. I mean, he's yeah. an ugly looking dude. He's yep. kind of big. He's not the best in shape. He's Big Ben, very simple, and uh, to me, he's kind of that city, a blue collar yeah. guy. You know, he just just gets it done, works hard, and so the city loved them. I mean, that's what it's about finding your finding your home, really embracing it. And I felt like you know he did some good things in Pittsburgh, and 
you know, I've, I've been to Pittsburgh, and uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go back uh, <laughs> unless I have to, have to. And so, uh, you know, it's good. Maybe we don't have to watch them on TV yes, as that's much. That's what Ben said, too. He's like, I have been here a long time. I ain't coming back. Hey, listen, he really is. He really, really – I don't want to take my, like – comments is like disrespect for him because he was he was very Pittsburgh. He was the perfect player for that team for a long time. 18 seasons. And I mean, dude, he's the guy that like, dude, you got some NFL defensive ends like hanging on his back. And that was the thing that would amaze me about him was like, dude, he would get passes off and shit like I mean, you got three 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 hundred pound dudes hanging on you, and like he could still get it done. So he was like a tank, and and dude, don't talk to me about any uh, what do they call this now? Load management and all this shit, dude. Ben Roethlisberger showed up to work every day. Lace them up. Yeah, Let's dude. just lace them up, and I'll just get the shit beat out of me. And <laughs> yeah, I'll still sling them. I mean, I really like the guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I just like if you watch the game. It's like after it's done, like he goes to leave the field and he turns around and goes and sits back on the bench. And it was it, it was real largely <laughs> ESPN making a spectacle of this. And it yeah. even made me laugh when um Lisa oh gosh, I just Saunders? had her name. Lisa Saunders, maybe is asking all these questions and they go in it and they ask it like it's like this. They ask the the way they inflect their voice is like this poetic <laughs> Ben, how does it feel to be your last game? And he's like crying. And you're like, dude, just ask the damn question. Like, let's go, dude. Um, it was, it was you can tell Disney owns the place now. Um yeah, I don't know, man. It's never the question, hey, Ben, you're old as hell. Uh, you're barely hanging on here. You glad this shit's over, you, man? You kind of bummed out that you still might make the playoffs? Be honest. How out of shape can you come in next year and still try to be our quarterback? Because you've been doing it for 20 years. Oh, man. I mean, it's like, dude, look, all the respect goes up. Look, I, I, I sit on my ass every day, all right? Like, I, I played football in the eighth grade, and that was enough for me. We lost every single game, scored two touchdowns all year. Never mind that old sleep dog scored one of the two. But, uh, you know, hey, hats off to Ben Roethlisberger. Just like, dude, I ain't shedding tears like Steelers fans are out there, dude. Chanting the whole game. Uh, I mean, who would go to a game and bring a sign? That's the other thing. Like somebody stayed at home, bought a piece of poster board, bought markers, not somebody, a lot of people, and literally just wrote like, thank you, Ben, in like big ass letters and literally toted that thing all the way from their house to the stadium into their seats, held on to it the whole game, held it up, probably brought it home. Like who does shit like that? In Pittsburgh, that? it's like 20. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a high of twenty. Uh, anyway, I mean, they you know they beat Cleveland in a, what was a, an atrocious game. God, um, what an awful Monday night game. Yeah, and uh, old Baker man, and Baker Mayfield though. You know, I'm you know, getting off a tangent here, but I, I I thought he had a shitty game, but I really have come to like him a little bit because I think he, uh, dude, his shoulder. They said. <laughs> First thing this morning, they're like, yo, we're sending this dude in for surgery and coming back. Um, <laughs> Listen. Dude, he was strapped on. His arm was hanging by a thread, and he was out there you know, playing a game that didn't mean anything. They had no chance. Yeah, he's, so, they're I like the, him. They're on the hook for 18 mil next year. Like He's got a guaranteed contract for next year um, <laughs> with Cleveland. But I will say, um, if I'm Baker, 
I'm really, really exaggerating that shoulder because if I'm healthy and I just had that year, ooh, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, they would be talking about, a, you know, another guarantee. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you he won't be playing in Cleveland year after that. <laughs> um, yeah, they look bad. Uh, my, my fantasy team, dude, I had uh, Deontay Johnson. I think his name's Dante, Deontay Johnson, the receiver for Pittsburgh. Who couldn't have? I mean, Ben could have thrown for eight hundred yards all to him, and I still wouldn't have caught up. Had Nick Chubb, which uh, yeah, wow, what a dud! Um, and that's what I was depending on to come up with about sixty points last night. Because true to form, second year in a row fantasy football championship game, everybody just decides you know they're going to AB AB on my team. So well. Another I, second place finish. I'm like the same. I do the weekly fantasy and I do them on DraftKings. And uh, I had AB on my team. I knew it was going to be a rough day after <laughs> watching I the did game too. and just seeing him too. But also, uh, Trey Lance was playing because had him too. Uh, Jimmy G was hurt and his like he was so cheap. It was mm-hmm. almost like draft yep. DraftKings would, you know, pay you to take yeah. him and play him in yep. your lineup and give you more. I took the bait. I took him too, and uh, instantly, I mean, he he put up twenty, but I think I laid out about somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred dollars, and I won twenty one fifty back. I've been on a hot streak there for a bit, but you know, I've I've uh, mm-hmm. I've given about half of it back, and now I'm saving the rest for the playoffs. Because old week seventeen, man. Hey, listen, you want some betting advice from Sleep Dog that you can take to the bank? This one is this one I'm serious about. Do not. I repeat, do not bet on football games next week. It is a trap. I mean, you're going to be able to like – so there's going to be people there talking about, oh, I get a third string running back from the – you know, from the somebody – Seattle Seahawks. Packers. Packers have a guarantee. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, dude, just don't don't go down that road, man. You're going to lose your money. Uh, (laughs) Picking up practice squad players. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably (laughs) do it. So just don't don't say I didn't told you so. But if you do lose your money, there's something that I read in the news that I found fascinating, which is that for the first time in over 20 years, Little Caesars raised the price of a hot and ready pizza. It's now $5.55, up from $5. And if you think about it, that's still cheap, but that's an 11% cost increase, man. Hot and ready pizza. I learned all about this, man. I got down a rabbit hole on the internet. Mm-hmm. Hot and ready, dude. Little Caesars has been doing it for years. Little Caesars is, I mean, you eating Little Caesars pizza, man, like, Let's go heat up some cardboard. Yeah, I mean, good good on you. Go ahead and eat the box while you're there, too. Uh, you just roll up there, and they've already made the pizza. You just swing right by the uh, right by the drive-thru, pick it up, take it home, five bucks. I mean, damn, you can eat six of them, some bitches, for the cost of any other pizza, which is interesting because, I mean, Little Caesars, five bucks. Now, you got to go get it, but Domino's, they'll sell you a pizza for what was like $7.00. But by the time you pick it up, it's it's seventeen dollars, and I, I still ain't quite sure how they do that. Um, CEO Domino's a Tar Heel, by the way. Uh, you ever had a hot and ready pizza? I've I've had Little Caesars, but it's been years. Mm, and I yeah. can tell you this: sleep roast beef is up twenty six percent, steak is up twenty four percent, pork is up sixteen percent, bacon is up seventeen, wow. bacon's mm. up seventeen percent. God, Little Caesars being up, I mean, eleven percent. And, you know, you got to take into effect. I mean, gas is up. I mean, I'm making, you know, people are making life decisions when they want to fill up their tank. Um, hey, Corgit. Cost of Corgit's probably higher. The cardboard box to put in. They put, are putting 50, 33% more pepperoni on the pizza, though. Well, so, that's pork. 
That is pork. So now when I hear that, I mean, they're probably taking a loss on this yeah. shit. And then if you go, you know, you just order the pizza for pickup, then you got to worry about the gas getting there because you got to take all this into factors. But me and Sleep, we don't care. We grub hub it 30%. Yeah. And, um, you know, order we, from the local restaurant. But yeah, yeah we, we're really, local guys. IP3 is where yeah, we go. That's right. But they ain't delivering yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> but. You know, the other thing is, is the thing about a Little Caesars, if you've ever been to one, because they used to have one not far from uh, from the nest here, HQ Sleep Hawk Worldwide, um, there was one person working in that joint. And you roll up and you get the pizza whenever they decide you're going to get the pizza. Because let's just say they weren't too motivated. Uh, they were going to have their job, whether you <laughs> one-star reviewed them or not, because it ain't like, you know, they ain't like they're getting a whole bunch of... Um, you know, rave reviews about the pizza. So you might guess what they're getting, which is shit reviews about the pizza. Uh, the service notwithstanding. But hey, listen, man, this is the times we live in. Inflation is uh, is all the way down to Little Caesars. So, um, I mean, a $5.55 pizza is still... Is it a whole large pizza? Dude, it's a, it's, it, yeah, I mean, like, you or I could probably eat a whole one by ourselves. And it's not terrible. It is not the worst pizza you've ever had. I, I, I do like Domino's. I don't know if that I used to eat the black box black box pizza back in the day. Man, that thing was so good. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I mean Little Caesars, I like Domino's. I like Papa John's. Thin crust Pizza Hut is about as good as it gets. But I tell you, Little Caesars is better than another pizza you get at Pizza Hut. Any other pizza like the hand or the pan crust. Like I mean Little Caesars is fine. For five dollars, dude. It's a hell of a deal. I now, mean been they've been feeding families on Friday nights for a long time. Pizza so Hut talking shit about it. Pizza Hut and then they have the cheese uh, in the actual stuffed crust pizza. Yeah, stuffed crust pizza, dude. Yeah, my God. And then the cinnamon sticks, unbelievable, <laughs> dude. They've got uh, I mean, they've got some great commercials with that one dude. I don't know his name, but he was on the Office, and uh, th- their commercials are funny. I've been going to Pizza Hut since Moby Dick was a minnow, dude. My grandma <laughs> used to take me and uh, for the Scholastic little book it thing, man. If you read books, or at least lied your way through reading the books. You get these little stars, you take them to Pizza Hut, and you get a free little – I mean, when I say a personal pizza, I mean, this thing was about the size of a lid on my coffee cup. But still, it was the highlight of going to Pizza Hut and some fond memories. Me and my grandma used to have a buffet there. Uh, and this wasn't CC style either. This was like – I mean, dude, back in the 80s, buffets weren't like they are now, man. No. They were way acceptable. KFC buffet, mm-hmm. Pizza Hut, they had the spaghetti. Oh, yeah. Spaghetti from Pizza Hut was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You get a, a salad bowl full of ranch dressing and just dip your pizza in it, mm-hmm. man. Hey, so listen, I'm here for the for the chain pizza places. Um, dude, for those that don't know, uh, I'm I'm a pizza connoisseur. So, look, man, I ain't too good for Little Caesars, um, and I ain't too petulant for some expensive pizza either. Just, you know, pizzas, uh, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good, but... Another thing that's been on my mind, dude, is these people are getting so COVID is rampant. We just mm. talked about it, right? Like everybody, do you feel the need? Like if you had COVID, you're you're like still quasi celebrity, I'd say. If you had COVID and you were, would you feel the need to like go on your Instagram and just like notify everybody, just announce that you've got COVID? No, I don't understand it. No, nope. it's like listen, man. If you got like Alex Trebek comes out. And or even uh, what's his name? Um, the dude from the Marvel movies that died of cancer, Virgil. Ab- uh, God, these guys' names I can't pronounce. But these guys have cancer and don't mm-hmm. tell anybody, mm-hmm. and they're heroes, 
for it, by the way. You got Alex Trebek's got cancer. He didn't tell anybody until his you know, last minute. And then you got guys coming out and like, hey, uh, I have COVID-19. And it's like, you and everybody else, bro, there's a million cases a day. That's not newsworthy. And I don't understand. And listen, like, I'm not belittling mm-hmm. the significance of COVID, but everybody's got vaccines and boosters and every now and then, you know, every, every which way it's supposed to be mortality rate is we're fighting it from all angles and everybody's sick of talking about it. I don't care whether you believe in vaccines, don't believe in vaccines, Democrat, Republican, blue, black, white, you know, it doesn't matter. You're sick of it, right? Yeah, done with um, it. I don't understand it, man. It's, just, it's one of those things that just really irks me. Stop. These people come on and make this big announcement like something awful's happening because they got COVID-19. It's like me coming on here and telling you got a stomach ache, man. I just... Now, I'm with you, Sleep. I mean, yeah, everybody's had COVID. Like, I'm sick of COVID. I'm done with COVID. I, I mean, you know, I got a text the other day from a friend said his dad has COVID. I said, is he struggling? He said, no, he just got diagnosed. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. I was like... Well, you know, my instant thought was, hey, this guy's about to go to the hospital because he's yeah. got COVID. He's one of these, you know, stories that, you know, kind of yeah. went south. It just kind of hit his body. And All here for that. We don't if know. Ain't doing then, well, I, I, I kind of want to know about it, you and, know? And I'm like, well, Jesus, do you need me to hold your hand and talk you through it? I mean, God, I mean, I'm sorry, buddy, but yeah, hit me up when shit hits a fan and then yeah. we'll start doing the Musa <laughs> stuff. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we're going to be all right. I've, oh. I've done had the, yeah. I've been boosted. I could go, I've. Yeah, yeah, I'm boosted. Yeah, mask, whatever you want to call it, man. I'm taking all these. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Give me another one. Anyway, um, so guys, like, like theme of the year for for old Sleep Dog, man. Is we're going. I'm coming to you with a few things that get on my nerves, um, and and that's just one of them, man. I don't understand it. If you got COVID, keep it to yourself, right? Unless you tell the friends, you know, <laughs> tell your circle of people. They're like, hey, man, I might have just given you COVID. That's fine. You call me and be like, hey, dude, we were hanging out. Hammering them back the other night, found out I got COVID. Just want to let you know that, by all means, is the right thing to do. Getting on TV and telling everybody you got COVID when no one might give a shit, not the right thing to do. Yeah, don't, don't, my nerves. yeah, you get COVID, don't, don't like go out and spread it. I mean, isolate and just yeah. like, hey, I got COVID. Sorry, can't Fauci come out. approved here. Stay safe, yeah, guys. Yeah. But still, I mean, anyway, how long, last one I'm going on here on my rant. How long, and I, I don't know, if, for those Curb Your Enthusiasm fans out here, one of my favorite things about the show is the episodes where Larry David says, you know, you only have three days to tell people Happy New Year. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a show, but like goes on and on and on about it. And like, here we are, it's the fourth day of January, and people are going to be saying Happy New Year. I've, I've caught myself in emails. I'm, I refuse to say it anymore. It's four, four days in, everybody knows it's 2022. We're past that shit. It ain't new anymore. It was new three days ago. It's not new now. I gave you uh, a grace period. A grace period has ended. Um, what are your so so? It's a pet peeve, dude. I mean, do you think do you think that's okay? Yeah, I do. And the reason I think it's okay is because I like to see people get riled up. And if I know it bothers <laughs> them, I'm going to pick at them. Um, yeah, so I'm going to continue to saying it all the way up till till February. Till February. All right. Well. Um, I, I don't know what else to say here. We're kind of reaching at this point. We got uh, Carolina's got 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 Notre Dame. They're gonna play top golf at Keenan Stadium. We just figured out in March. Um, probably the most people they've had in the stadium since uh, about '89. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Juju Justice, whatever. They yeah, got. since Charlie Choo Choo was a sophomore. Um, anyway, yeah, there's a lot of good things coming on. A lot of a lot of sports stuff. We got playoff football coming. We got ACC. Uh, basketball we got some exciting sleep hawk news that's coming down the pipe we're gonna let you know about 
here in, 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 a, in, a, in the next couple weeks or so. Got plenty of other unpopular opinions that we'll get to. Um, nobody's been asking us anything in the DMs. Fine with that. Anything on there that you saw? Nope. I'm good to go. Anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. Happy New Year. <laughs>